Okay, hey, we're going to, um, for a little bit here, we're going to actually turn a corner um, and, and kind of do some things that we haven't done this weekend a whole lot, where, um, and we've done it, I mean, I'm so thankful how we're responding to God, so, so thankful, and there's some things that God's, that some of us feel like God's been putting on our hearts that I just want to take some time to offer to us that, um, that God can actually continue to touch us in specific ways, Okay. So if you remember last year, um, if you were at retreat, if you weren't, love you, we missed you, <laughs> um, is that we had some different times like this where we just said, God, would you touch us in this way? Would you do this in this person's life? And we just pray in faith. We can't do it ourselves, but we can ask God to. Remember those verses last week that we talked, last night, we talked about where Jesus looked to Brian Bartimaeus and he also looked to the woman with the issue of bleeding and he, what did he say to both of them? You guys remember? Your faith has healed you. That means your confidence in me as God has brought healing into your life. Now, anyway, theologically, I know he doesn't, he doesn't always heal. I get it. You guys know our, you might know our story. Both of our girls had severe scoliosis and we prayed for years. And there came a point where we had to take them to have surgery. And that actually was four years this weekend, right, Jenny? Four years ago this weekend, we took a man to have surgery. And we sent them off to these doctors and they sliced them open, went through their ribs, collapsed their lung, and put screws in their spinal cord. And they put tethers and they straightened it out and they closed them all up. One of our daughters, Maya, actually, they had to give her a blood infusion because she almost died. When you guys are parents, you'll know it's the scariest moment in your life. <laughs> Super hard. Okay. But after that, I remember us reflecting as a family and, and talking to our girls about it a little bit when they were getting all better and everything. And, they, and, and there's one of our girls actually said, I know we prayed and God didn't heal us this way, but I think this may be a way that God actually healed me. It was through the, the miraculous hand of God and these surgeons doing this crazy thing inside their bodies. Okay, so I don't know how God heals our bodies. I don't understand it, but I also know he promises he does. And we have seen it in our community. I was just talking to David and Julia too last year, right? Both of them had... Yeah, so Julia had like severe pain in her neck, degenerative disc disease. David didn't on his back. So last year at retreat, and we just said, Lord, would you heal him? And he did. Like I leaned over David earlier, and he's like, I haven't had pain since. I just... Drew, Drew talking about insomnia for ever? What's that? 20 years. 20 years. And he's like, wait, I should ask God if you can fix this. And he started to. Why did God do it for Drew and maybe not for other people? I don't know. But his faith in his God healed him. Yeah. And so sometimes, and scripturally, the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. There's places in our life where we just need to say, God, can you do what I can't do? We lay hands on the sick and we pray for him and we leave it up to him. But sometimes, I don't know how this, all this works, but his, his power is available to us and sometimes he needs us as his children to come and say, God, would you touch that back? My faith in you, God, would you just do something I can't do? And they've, it's been a, you no, know, it's been less than a year, but it feels like a year since New Year and they haven't had pain. Why? I don't know, but praise God. Can we just stay in the praise God part instead of trying to parcel it out and understand it? And is it right? Is it wrong? Okay, we do that. Okay, so here's my request. 
there is, a while back, some, recently, some of us were praying over our time, and we were actually asking God to touch us in different ways. And I had this picture. You guys ever seen those, those like, uh, hats people wear in the north where they're like plaid, and they got the flaps that go up? <laughs> the flaps that go down? Yes. Yeah? Okay. I had this picture that I think was from God and related to this, and so I just want to offer it to us, is that sometimes those, that winter hat is kind of like religion, Okay? Now, don't get me wrong, we all got things we got to grow through. But religion is based upon my misconceptions about who God is and what he can do. And I am so entrenched in it that I have no freedom to say, God, what if you can do this? It's in your word, you promise it, what if? And I had, as we were praying, I had this picture of that, that hat, and then God actually going, hey, let me take this off of you. And then he put the helmet of salvation on our head instead. And our brain's good. That hat was like sitting on us going, I'm warm, I'm comfy, I'm good. Put the flaps down when I don't want to listen. Put them up when I do. It's we choose the things of God we want. And instead, God says, if you want to be free, just ask me. Okay? So what I want to ask as we kind of walk into this is just um, relax. Let's let God do what he wants to do. And we'll just trust him. Is that all right? You guys good with that? Okay? It's, it's him. We're just loving him, but we're also asking in faith some different things, okay? So there's two things I want us to, to look at scripture about real fast, because I think um, these are tools that he wants to give us if we want them. Now, again, bef- there's a few words here that uh, when we say them, when we read them in the Bible, there's going to be some of us in this room that go, mayday, because of religious background and because of what people have told you or because people have wrongly done these things. So I just wanna ask, are you willing to lay him at the altar and go, God, if it's in your word, what if it's true? Can we just, is that, can we agree on that? Yes. Okay, and hear me, you know my heart. I hope you hear me as a father here. I'm not trying to twist your, you can, you are free to do what you want. But I'm also wanting to invite us into a place God wants to lead us towards as a people, okay? All right, so. Um, oh, let me say this other real quick thing. I grew up in a um, church in Alaska that was called the Brethren Church, and it's kind of like a Midwest. Anyone heard of Brethren Churches? Oh, yeah. Okay, kind of Midwest, right, I think? So I grew up in an Alaska version of that, which is usually pretty laid back and a little bit different, but mom always told me it's kind of like a Baptist church. So I, n- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to keep qual. Anyways, I love Baptist Church. I'm so thankful for my roots. I did Awanas. I got the word of God in my life. Yes. The people in that church were the salt of the earth. I am so thankful for them, and I'm thankful for our worship and the orchestra and the guy that was actually like a state senator that helped with worship, and he had an accordion, no joke, and he's up there in 30s, and he's loving Jesus. And my buddy in high school that played drums that actually said, hey, I want to help out with worship, the worship orchestra thing and he'd start hitting that bass drum and everyone's like "Ooh, what's happening you know it was just fun and I when I started walking with Jesus God God I didn't go back for summer and I'd be like God I don't find any church with that church he says Scott can you worship me there he said close your eyes and find me and I did I didn't care what anyone did I was like it's me and Jesus I love him okay I grew up I never heard anything about the Holy Spirit at all at all Besides, he can, he can help you be a better person. Jenny, on the other hand, grew up Assembly of God. You know that spectrum we're talking about? Okay. 
She grew up assembly of God. She heard about the Holy Spirit a lot. And I, I, <laughs> I remember visiting her church when we were first dating. I was like, what's going on? They had a choir. And there's this one guy, when the music started going, this one guy started getting down. He's like, dancing, you know? And everyone's kind of just, the choir singing. I'm like, what just happened? Her church experience is so drastically different than mine. And mine wasn't right fully, and hers wasn't right fully. But hers was very right, and mine was very wrong at times. Because there's a part of the expression of God that lives on this earth and lives in your heart that he wants to love each other through, okay? Good basis. We good? Okay, good. So hats off. Ready? 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14. Okay? 1 Corinthians 12, talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That means he works in me to help other people. And there's different expressions of it. There's different ways of it. Okay? 1 Corinthians 12. So I'm going to say this word. Ready? Tongues. Everyone okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay? So, hold on. Everyone, some are excited and some are like, ah! I've heard, you're one of those people. Relax. Take that hat off and go, Jesus, do you have something for me? Relax. It's okay. Okay. So I'm going to look at the scripture. Five verses. And I promise if we had more time, I would love to unpack it scripturally. And I'd love to tell you my story. Because I didn't come from this background. And it freaked me out. Okay. I didn't come from a background where the gifts of spirit were normal. I came from a background that's like, none of this is normal. It's all weird. And it kind of made me uncomfortable. But for me, here's a baseline. It may be for you. For me, it actually was an issue of submission. God, can I trust you with my life? Or am I going to hold on to it and be careful and scared? Okay? So 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5, we're going to read through. And there's two different gifts, ways that God loves us and gives us gifts. Think about Christmas time as you're a kid. Your parents give you a gift, and you don't get it and go, no, 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 I don't trust you. What's inside? I don't want that. Take it back. You must have not given it to me for my good. Do we do that at Christmas? This is the answer. No. No, Scott, we don't. God gives gifts because he loves us for our good and for the body of Christ and for the world that doesn't know him yet. Okay? So 1 Corinthians 14 talks about a gift that God gives that actually is a little bit different than a corporate gift. There's two, he talks about a prayer language or tongues. We're going to read about a minute, so hold on. And he talks about prophecy, okay? So, ready? Okay, I feel a little nervous right now. Let me say this. I feel, I'm serious, I feel really nervous, but I felt like clearly like God actually about three weeks ago said, I have a tool for them. Will you faithfully communicate it and offer it? So this is not a have and have not. This is not you're good, you're bad, you're right, you're wrong, you're in, you're out. It's not. It's like, hey, if you want something more from God, this is things have changed my life, okay? So just freedom to be you and be on your journey without any kind of weirds. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, ready? Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So God gives gifts because he loves us. The way of love is to eagerly desire all the things the Holy Spirit wants to do through us and in us. Yeah, especially prophecy. Okay, so hold on. We're going to explain prophecy in a minute. Or God is through his word. Verse two, for everyone who speaks in tongues, so tongues is another language. It's a language you don't know. So you speak English, a Spanish person doesn't know your English. It's a different language, okay? That's what we're talking about here. So when anyone who speaks in a different language does not speak to people, but to God. Okay, here's a pop quiz, ready? Consalvo prepared us for this yesterday. What's it called when you talk to God? 
prayer. Okay? He's talking about praying, talking to God in a language we don't understand. Okay, we're going to read about how this is for me, for you. Again, it's not have or have not, so don't worry. It's no big deal. Let's keep going. Indeed, so for anyone, let's go back to verse 2. For anyone who speaks in, a, in another language does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries of God. That word mysteries are things I don't get. There's an utterance. There's something that comes out of me that I don't understand. And in my surrender, I say, I don't understand, but God, I trust you. And it's, some, it's the mysteries of God we can't get. Verse 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So pause real quick on the prayer language, and let's talk about prophecy. Prophecy is for what? What are three things? Strengthening. Strengthening. What is it? Encouraging. Encouraging. Comforting. Comforting. So that's as simple as, Lord, do you have anything for David right now? God says, tell him I love him. I'm so proud of him. And I said, David, can I just share something I think might be for the Lord for you? And it's submitting to him. God just said he loves you and he thinks that that you're amazing. That's it. It's not necessarily David, big toe. That's kind of weird. I don't know. But praise God for people who have faith that just try, right? So prophecy is, God, is there anything for this person, this thought, this picture, this something comes to mind, a scripture, and I just offer it to them. And it's their job to say, I'll take that to God. What should I do with it? I never go, David, you need to quit your job. You need to move to Namibia and do something different, God said. (laughs) That's not it. That's his job to respond to God by his call. David's like, write that down. (laughs) Okay? So... Makes sense? Prophecy is, Lord, do you have anything? There's person, and I wait quietly, and then I just offer in humility, hey, this might be something from God. It needs to line up with scripture. It needs to be encouraging, so forth, so on. Okay? So, verse 4. Anyone who speaks in tongues a different language edifies themselves. This word edify, if you read through it, it actually means to build up, to strengthen, or to do something new. So if we look at this whole deal and we say, actually, let's start back. Prayer in another language is uttering mysteries of God. I can't understand it. And it's edifying something in me that nothing else will. It's building up something in me nothing else will. Okay? My life in God is I, when I feel desperate and don't know what to do, I'll say, Lord, how do I respond right now? And he'll give me a verse. He'll give me some worship song, something. And inevitably, at some point in me interacting with him, there's something that comes out of me that I don't understand it, but I don't care because I feel my soul getting built up. Okay? I'm not weird. I promise. I am kind of, but whatever. (laughs) It's a gift that he's given me that helps me walk with him. It's prayer. It's just talking to him. And it's such a place of surrender that it's a joy in my life. Because I don't understand it, but I trust him. Okay? So, verse 4 again. Anyone who speaks in another language edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Okay? So there's the place of prophecy. The difference from the, the gift, of, like a prayer language. First uh, Corinthians 12 actually talks about tongues and interpretation. It's a very different conversation. Verse five. I would like that every one of you to speak in tongues. Isn't that interesting? Paul just said that. Huh, pause. Um, but I would rather 
have you prophesied? The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. So there are two different gifts the Holy Spirit, that God's talking about here. One is for me, my edification, my building up, my strengthening. Think about a construction site and it's like, um, I need some stronger beams to hold this building up, metaphorically. Sometimes that prayer language is actually like, oh, something just got built in me, I don't understand. But that's okay, because I needed it. It's an expression of, of desperation at times, okay? All right, so we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're done, <laughs> okay? So last thought, and then we're gonna respond to the Lord in a couple things. If this freaks you out, just enjoy Jesus. I don't, I, I, I'm gonna do my, I don't wanna lead us down any path that will mess up our lives. But I can tell from my own experience and reading through scripture that actually this is, this is a gift that God gives to help us and I remember having a pastor when I was in college that he actually, God started awaking in him and he was like, God's doing something in me. And he's like, God, I keep seeing and reading the scripture about your gifts and would you do it in me? And the specific one God kept bringing to mind for screen news 14. And so he's, he, one night he got in a, uh, this rug, this circular rug, and he says, God, I'm not getting up until you give me this gift. And he was there all night long. And in the end, he finally went, God, Why? And God said, I want to make you a bridge. This guy was a, a Baptist pastor, established, respected, honored, loved God. And God was awakening him some different things. And God said, I want to make you a bridge between the people that believe this isn't true and the people that walk in this gift. So I'm not going to give you this gift because I want you to be a bridge. Interesting? Okay. So I don't know our stories. In this room, there are people that have prayer language and there's people that aren't. And that doesn't make anyone less holy than anyone else at all. And if it's something in your life, you're like, hey, I don't understand it, but what if? I just want to invite you in a few minutes to ask him, God, would you give me this gift? My journey was 25 years ago. There's others in this room that are very different than mine. And it may be tonight, it may be God wakes you in the night when you're sleeping. It may be five years from now. But if we eagerly desire spiritual gifts, God hears our prayers and he gives us what we need. So if this is something for you, you're like, hey, I don't get it. But what if, God, I need edifying in my soul. There are times of desperation. I don't know what to do. And sometimes it feels like my normal prayers I understand can't quite cut it. That's part of this relationship with God. Okay, we all good? Yeah, kinda? Okay. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do two things. Bree's gonna play a little bit in the background. Okay? And we'll, we'll do three things. If this is something you're like, hey, I would actually love to grow in this. I've known some people that actually when they ask God that right away, they open their mouth and this other language comes out. Some people it actually sounds like a language you'd hear on this earth and other people it doesn't. I don't understand it. It's super weird to me at some level. But my own life tells me something about this is very true, and the Bible promised me it's true. So I trust him. So if that's something for you that you're like, hey, I'd, I'm interested in just getting prayed for to receive this gift. If you don't, it's okay. <laughs> Tons of grace, no big deal. But if you're like, hey, I'm interested, or if you're like, I'm curious, 
I want to ask him on my own time. That's totally fine too. But if it's something you're like, hey, I'd love to just see if God would give me that gift, then we're going to actually invite you if you want to just get, get in a group and we're going to pray for it. And all it is is, Lord, would you give me this gift of this prayer language? And then in faith, we say, Spirit of God lives inside of me and he's got gifts for me. And if it was like me, my experience was very unique that, that, that I actually, this weird sound came out. I was like, ah, oh, what was that? <laughs> and then I remember this friend said, just like a little child learning to learn a new language, you got to start somewhere and then say, God, would you just teach me? And it not be a big, threatening, but it's just like, God, I want to know you more. Do you have something else for me? Okay? So that's one thing. And if you don't want that, it's totally fine. But if you do, in a minute, we're going to get, we're gonna, we're, in just a minute, we're going to meet in the, some people meet in the back, and Maren's going to be there. And she said she'd love to just kind of lead us, you guys through praying and receiving. And then it may be the thing where you just sit and you go, God, is there something that you have for me? And maybe what starts to bubble out, your heart's racing, and maybe something starts to come out. And it's okay. It's not bad. And it's okay if other people hear you praying in another language because you're not, it's a different than a corporate gift. It's, I'm learning something from God. This also talked about prophecy. And so if you're also in here and you're like, hey, I would love for God to increase that gift in my life where I have confidence to ask him and then to be able to just submit something to them that I think maybe God's speaking and let them respond to him. If that's something you're like, hey, I'd love to grow in that more, then Kevin and Katie would love to pray with you about that. <laughs> and okay, so they'll be back there by Wilderbloom in a minute. And if that's something you want, it's totally fine. Go for it and just ask. And then after you guys pray for a little while, and it's just got to receive this. Do you have anything for me? And then I, what I want to encourage you guys to do is actually to, to now say, turn around and say, Lord, is there anyone in this room that you want to share something with? And go to them and say, can I pray for you? Just a second, Holy Spirit, is there anything for you, from you for them? And then say, Patrick, can I just submit this to you? I'm going to just pray for you. If it's outside of the bounds of Scripture, don't say it. <laughs> That's a good baseline, okay? But if it's loving, it's clean, it's encouraging, it's, it's good, then just submit it to them, okay? So two different gifts. Okay, the third thing we want to do, okay, is we want to take some time to pray for if you're sick or if there's things in your body you need healing for. We just want to pray for you. Again, it's kind of like we said earlier, it's not this, it's like, God, would you do this? What if he does? <laughs> I bet Julie and David are thankful we prayed last year for them. Right? They're like, yes. And Chris, the husband's like, yes. <laughs> Aren't you thankful that we said, God, would you touch him right now? simple humans leaning into faith and their lives are changed and now their testimony is a part of our story and now they have confidence and hopefully we do to say let's pray for other people that need his touch all right so Bree's gonna play and if you're fit in one of those categories if you're like hey I'd love I, I got healing where's Kaylee actually Kaylee Kaylee what's that is she here what's that Kaylee yeah. She's not here? Okay. Okay. What's that? Okay. Anyways, um, so if you have something that you're like, hey, I'd love healing for this. If you've been prayed for before, I encourage you to try again. 
If you've never been before and you're like, hey, what if? Just ask, God, should I go get prayed for for this? That's it. And this is an expression of us as humans letting the King of Kings work through us to love each other. So it could become a part of our story. All right? Everyone good? Yeah. So all our religious hats are off. And we just put the helmet of salvation on and say, Lord, you'll protect my thoughts and my experiences. Now, Lord, would you teach me? And in submission and in trust, as children, we follow our king into life of victory and freedom. All right? Okay. So Marin's going to be in the back left-ish. Yeah. Kevin and Katie are in the back right. All right? And if you want it healing, something like that, just praying over Come on up here. And if, as we're worshiping, if you're like, hey, I want to go pray for people, jump in with us. Like hands on them and pray prayers of faith. What if God does it in this moment? I'm so glad we're going to try. <laughs> Aren't you? Yeah. Okay, good. So everyone stand up. Hey, Jenny, do you mind coming up here? Okay. All right. All right. You guys ready? So, Lord, we trust you, and we throw off fear in Jesus' name. And we look at, at the religious spirit, and we say we resist you in Jesus' name. And we move forward towards you as children who trust you and want to just learn more about you. And, Lord, we ask in this room, would you release your gifts, whatever you want to do in us. Would you release them in us, Lord, and give us courage to try being okay that, that falling short's okay because you're just picking us up and teaching us a new way to live. So we love you, Lord. Just carry us through this time where we trust you. So we're going to take some time to pray right now for some of these things and just encourage you to move on these things quickly. There's something in your heart that I, of these three things that you're like, hey, I need that. Come on and jump in. Okay? And then in a few minutes, we're going to have two or three other things we're going to pray for. Right? So ready to go. enough of us that there's some of us that where like I said for me I grew up and just Holy Spirit was non-existent and Jenny grew up and Holy Spirit was very much active <laughs> and um, there's also some of us in the room that probably have grown up more hearing that God doesn't do these things today um, so I would just if that's you I would like to offer a thought two thoughts Sometimes people build a theology that's based upon their experience, not about the Word of God. Okay? It's not a critical statement. I, I hear, hear, just hear me through. Um, it's based upon people say, God doesn't work today in this way, 
But have they eagerly desired spiritual gifts themselves? Have they actually said, God, you asked me to ask for this, and so I'm going to pursue this gift, these gifts from you because I want to help people, and I want everything you have for me. That was my turning point in my life and some of the things that God wants to do through me is I just started experiencing God through other people in a way I didn't understand, and it just freaked me out. And there were times where I just like, I'll close my eyes because I don't understand what's happening right now. I'm just going to worship you. I don't get it. But I wanted to be one that would say, count me in to eagerly desire your spiritual gifts. Even when I don't understand them, I will trust you, Lord. If this is for you and for me and for the body of Christ and for the world that needs an expression of his love and power, then I need it. There's a reason Paul said, I don't come with wise and persuasive words, but I come with a demonstration of his power. Throughout scripture, God expresses his love in very different ways. And one of them is, he says, I'm coming down. This rend the heaven and, and that, that we've been praying and that's been on our hearts for a while. There's a place where the, the veil between heaven and earth is just a little bit more thin. A place where the, the hungry hearts get fed. Where if we actually eager desire and we're like, God, I need healing. Would you? Just, I'm not going to let up till you bless me. That sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that's where we're convinced is we actually don't take, I take a hard theological stand because I haven't experienced it and I don't understand it. And we instead say, what if it's true? What if God heals today? Ask David and Julia. Ask a lot of other people I know. What if it's true? I, I want to be, and all of us, I know this case, I, I want to be found at the end of my life standing before Jesus and he said, well done, you believed me till the end. Well done. You trusted me in things you didn't understand. Okay? So that's all I want just to ask. If this is kind of like, God, oh, the circuits are blowing. What if instead you just say, Lord, I lay down my past things I've heard. And God, is there any theology I'm believing that is actually about you? Right. Or I don't know. And so you set, set your heart towards eagerly desire everything you have for me, God. I'm going to seek you with all my heart. And not be a forced struggle, striving deal. It'll be about a relationship. God, is there more for me that you have that I'm not experiencing yet? And that's it. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I love you. That's what I hope you hear. And I hope you hear what I said at the beginning for a time that if if you boil down all this last year and a half of Jenny and I being kind of pastoring and walking with you guys, our ultimate goal is that each one of us are in love with Jesus and we have a, a passionate, um, transformative, intimate walk with God in the secret place that overflows into my relationships and overflows into my life group and overflows into the world around me. And I start seeing the lost saved and the sick healed and the people transformed. And it starts with me in the secret place. So if this doesn't make sense, meet God there. If this doesn't make sense, don't go listen to the next podcast that might confirm this or that. Like my story from Germany I told last night. What if instead you go, 1 Corinthians 14, I'm going to read it. Holy Spirit, teach me. Take off that woolly hat that actually makes me feel comfortable and warm and snuggly, but it's not helping me. Instead, I say, Lord, would you teach me? And just go on a journey with him. A lot of the things I saw early in my walk with him that really weirded me out, I didn't run from them. I just said, Lord, if this is you and I see good fruit in someone's life that's walking this out, then I'd go walk it out myself. Okay? Deal? Deal?